trying to make your mail great again. Hello, friends, and uh, welcome in to this, the 152nd edition of Fusebox, cunningly entitled, Nothing to See Here. And I saw what we did there. Good. Yeah. I'm your mailing in a performance from an undisclosed location where the sorters still work, host. Mark Rose, and uh, over there, hand-sanitized excellence from the nimble fingers of the doctor of decibels himself, Milk Cades, everybody. Thank you kindly. Man, it's like, it's like they don't even care anymore if illegal shit is done right in front of you. Yeah, I'm just not sure these cats ever did. I mean, uh, uh, this uh, latest thing with the post office, well, we'll get into all that as I hope Congress will get into all that as well. But uh, how's it going for you, friends, as we approach the tail end of five months of this uh, Vi-Rai-inspired seclusion? Have you been hanging in there? (laughs) Uh, Because uh, that's what we have to be happy with what we have to be happy with, as Adrian Ballou once wrote. Yeah, I'll tell you, things have not slowed down out here in terms of protests. Every night, and for the most part, peaceful. I mean, there have been some agitators. Yeah, there surely have been. And uh, as we've been saying for months now, uh, these folks that are doing this, of unknown origins. Very oddly timed, too. The violence seems to begin after The protests have ended in many cases, and uh, oh, by the way, I do think there's this perception out there that the streets are on fire out here, and there's just pure anarchy or something. I mean, reporting is only as good and truthful as the mouth it comes out of, friends. These days, you can't trust those mouths with anything. Just saying. Oh, you you remember back in the, what was it, early 70s? Story came out about how certain news organizations would purposely stage a shot Mm. to make it look like it was way more serious than it actually was, maybe even by set designing the shot, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I do recall. And, And by the way, every news agency has used this approach at one time or another. I don't care who your fave is. It's TV, friends. That tired old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, that's been there for a reason. (laughs) Morbid curiosity? I don't know. So I guess uh, Robert Trump died. Yeah. Uh, It appears Orange Guy's brother did uh, exit the proverbial building, evidently. Uh, And uh, I do know where you're headed. Well... It's kind of the first thing that occurred to me. But, well, you know, we can't be sure that uh, uh, Robert died from effects of the Vi-Rai. 
He, uh, he seems to have had some neurological issues that resulted uh, from a fall he had. That's why he was uh, purportedly in uh, Sinai's uh, neurological ward there. Yeah, I know, but there have been these uh, reports of late from uh, John Hopkins and folks like that, that they're seeing more neurological symptoms appearing in some folks in uh, recent cases. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. And I just can't say for sure. I've got I've got nothing on that. Would be horribly ironic, though, right? Well, yeah. Here's this orange moron downplaying the severity of the thing left and right, and then his brother gets it and, well, check, please. I mean, certainly a case could be made. I mean, the guy was 71 and had underlying health issues and all that. Just saying. Yeah. Well, we may never know. One thing I think we can bet on is that when Orange Guy is finally let out of the uh, office of the president, hopefully that's really, really soon, that the uh, lawsuits from all these uh, shenanigans with him and A.G. Barr, the Postmaster General, uh, all these other cronies will start a-flowing. And I would suppose will keep him in court for at least the rest of his life. Yeah, like maybe schedule it so he has to be in court every four hours every day. A different thing each day, right? And make it so he has to be there. Beyond hell, that idea. Well, if the jackboot fits. Yes, and well, speaking of rabid rodents. When we return we have a look at the ham-fisted attempt to uh, derail the United States Postal Service. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? TheFuseBoxShow.com So did you know, Mr. Keynes, that the uh, USPS is a radical left organization, according to Orange Guy? I did not know that. Should have guessed, though. They sit on the wrong side of their trucks. (laughs) I suppose one could say that. Especially if one was under the influence at the time. But yes, our intrepid mail carriers are all open border loving anarchists, evidently. He called funding the Postal Service an idea from the radical left and that it would be a catastrophe if we allowed this mail-in vote to take place. Yeah. Because he'd clearly lose then. Looks that way. So his, or their, or whomever it is plotting this ridiculous scheme, uh, the idea was to get uh, this uh, new guy, a new minion in place, to start the ball rolling or the wrench derailing, uh, whichever you prefer. Postmaster General and part-time naked mole rat impersonator, Louis DeJoy... Yeah. Who, as everyone knows by now, was a uh, mega donor to the Republican Party and specifically to the Trump election campaign, and might I add, has no prior experience in the postal services at all. Except that bit where he has investment stakes in uh, competitors to the USPS uh, as it is. Um, his uh, bio says. He was formerly the CEO of New Breed Logistics, 
which dealt with supply chain logistics for all sorts of companies. USPS apparently was uh, one of his clients. Yeah, that's like saying you sell tongue depressors to hospitals, so naturally you can perform brain surgery. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying, yeah. Uh, says now he's currently the president of LDJ Global Strategies, a strategic real estate investment and consulting company based in Greensboro, North Carolina. The company was recently in the news for its successful near $2 million bid on the Edgeworth Building in Guilford County, a government-owned building. Cozy. Says, uh, in addition to his real estate investments, DeJoy is the national finance chairman for the local organizing committee for the 2020 Republican National Convention in Charlotte. He also sits on the board of trustees of multiple organizations, including the PGA Wyndham Championship, the Fund for American Studies in Washington, D.C., and the Piedmont Triad Partnership, whatever the fuck that is. Holy carp, more golfing? Jesus. So just to be crystal clear here, we have a partisan Republican benefactor heading up the USPS, who, as was reported earlier, has had, as others in that party have had, designs on privatizing the Postal Service as goal number one. For years. Shark in the trout tank, bro. You think? So, some of this guy's activity recently uh, have been to grossly cut certain functions from within the USPS, like uh, taking, some would argue, strategic mail sorters, uh, taking them just offline, uh, a freeze on hiring, removing mailboxes from certain locations, and that's the biggest one that's obvious to uh, most folks, particularly if you live in more rural areas. Both of these uh, cost-cutting measures could have been done after the election. But, uh, oh no, the USPS is in such dire need that these actions must be taken now to save it from certain death. Well, maybe the same party should have thought that through before they mandated the USPS put aside billions of dollars in pension funds in advance to ensure folks had them in the future. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? Yeah, not really. I mean, who does that? Seriously. Who the hell pays in advance for all their workers' pensions? Right. That's usually done incrementally from your own paycheck or a match therein or whatever. Well, that little transaction placed the USPS in a horrible financial position, one they have been trying to dig out of for years. And by the way, little known fact, for many, many years up to this pension fiasco, the USPS was more than solvent. They were profitable even. And really, what other service organization of this sort? Like, oh, I don't know, Fire Rescue, for instance. Are they supposed to be made profitable? Do they pay in advance for 10 years all of their workers' pensions? Hell, some of these folks barely squeak by and uh, risk their lives every damn day in the fire rescue thing. Now, I gotta tell you, I think the letter carriers deserve hazard pay. 
coming to some of the houses in my neighborhood, especially that Arnie guy. Hey, hey, Mr. Schmegman. I've uh, got some letters here for you. Uh, oh, you got some letters over there? Oh, oh. Yeah, oh be careful of the... Uh... Jade, that's a nasty one there. Yeah, uh-huh, he's nasty. Yeah. yeah, enough said. Also, did you know that the USPS has a 93% approval rating among registered voters around the country? 93%? That's staggering. Congress doesn't even get 93%. And just think for a moment. The billions of pieces of mail that are handled each week throughout this country, even if 1%, just 1% had a delivery issue, it would be in the multiple millions of items. I mean, it's a tough job, friends, and they are handling it pretty damn well considering the alternatives out there and the influence uh, on the USPS from uh, recent technology, which has uh, hacked away, I guess I'm told, nearly a third of the mail uh, sent these days. So, just putting aside for the moment that these recent, quote, actions, end quote, are designed to uh, clearly upset the vote-by-mail idea, Think about the delays that are happening right now for folks who depend on uh, medicines or, God forbid, social security or pension checks in the mail to uh, survive on. Not everyone uses direct deposit. There are many who still want to uh, get it the old-fashioned way, right? Yeah, these actions are purely criminal. And yes, violate federal law pertaining to the delay, obstruction, or otherwise destroying of mail by a person responsible for it. That person? Well, you can't get more responsible than the Postmaster General. Yeah, so uh, as we record this thing, there have been a number of attorneys general across the country that have uh, filed to undertake legal action to stop this bullshit. Yeah, and I also know that Congress is having a, a word or two with uh, Mr. DeJoy as we speak, uh, which uh, should be an interesting display of failure. Oh, he'll just lie his way through it. You know, cause contempt of Congress doesn't seem to have the, the bite it was supposed to have anymore. Well, and, and speaking as a person, and as you do too, who lives in a state where uh, vote by mail is the way it's done and has been done for decades. Seriously, it's about as flawless a process as a thing can be. Now, I've never heard of any voter fraud issues in our state, or for that matter, in any of the states that offer this method. Well, according to the authority of all things orange... Mark Meadows said... That's, but there's no that's ev- not, evidence that, of widespread there's, voter there's fraud. No, there's, no, there's no evidence that there's not either. That's the definition of fraud, Jake. You know, I got to say, the look on Jake Tapper's face is priceless. Hey, look, just because there is no evidence that there is a seven-foot-tall man made of cheese living in my garage doesn't mean that there's no seven-foot-tall man made of cheese living in my garage. That's the definition of... That shit crazy. Well, I suppose we should at least acknowledge this adventure into desperate political obfuscation. 
Yes, uh, once again, the orange guy has trotted out the, his uh, moth-eaten and severely torn and tattered wool blanket, which he is now attempting to pull over his own eyes, by saying that vice presidential nominee Kamala Harris is not eligible to be vice president. <laughs> yes, the old birther scandal once again. Wow. Really? I'll tell you, the first thing I do as VP is make sure all my uh, legal buddies around the country make that asshat a priority one. Give them all the help they need to expose the nasty shit that guy has done over the years. It would be horrifying. And I long for the day we get to see that. About many folks, frankly. They're a bunch of political and business roaches that always manage to scurry under the cabinets when the light is thrown on them, you know what I'm saying? So, of course, this is a specious claim, and as usual, totally not true. He's also trying to say that uh, her parents <laughs> were immigrants. <laughs> well then, buddy, 75% of everybody in public office should be deemed ineligible to serve. Everybody is essentially an immigrant at some point. Well, you know, Native Americans get a pass there. One they are most delighted to take, I dare say. And now, off to the wilds of... You know, it just never quits, friends. Never. So, Daryl Daniels, the sheriff of Clay County, Florida dialed his deputy from the quiet suburban road with an urgent plea for backup. Yes, he was being followed by a stalker in a jeep and appeared to be in imminent danger. But Daniels knew exactly who was behind him on that day in May 2019, prosecutors say. It was Sierra Smith, his former employee and mistress of six years, on her way to meet him at their regular spot. Filming the whole thing was his wife, to whom he had recently confessed the affair. Perfectly normal. <laughs> he and Smith began their secret liaison in uh, 2013, apparently when he was the 48-year-old chief of Jacksonville's jails, and she was a 21-year-old corrections officer undergoing her first week of job orientation. The two exchanged cell phone numbers and started meeting weekly for sex, she said, and at one point took a vacation to Costa Rica together. When she got married to another man... Two years later, Daniels reportedly gave the bridal toast. Are you still with me on this here? Man, sounds like one of those reality TV shows gone from bad to dumpster fire bad. As you might have expected, Smith's husband found out about the affair and alerted Smith's new bosses in Jacksonville, in addition to confronting Daniels himself. Daniels, who by then had been elected sheriff of Clay County, realized time was ticking on his own marriage, according to the Times Union. 
And in May 2019, he confessed the six-year affair to his wife, Denise. The following week, Smith got in her car to drive to the lover's regular meeting spot near a planned community called Oakleaf Plantation. The meeting was uh, supposed to be the pair's first since Daniel's confession to his wife. But once he saw her vehicle, the sheriff allegedly radioed emergency dispatch calling for backup. The year-long saga over this affair is merely the latest controversy for the embattled Republican sheriff. A camera-loving figure who has hinted at running for Congress and once filmed himself using a SWAT team for marijuana arrests. Earlier this summer, he threatened to deputize every gun owner in Clay County if violent protests erupted there. Now, Smith has uh, resigned from her job. Daniel's wife has naturally filed for divorce. And the sheriff is the one who ended up behind bars. Following a year-long investigation, Florida authorities filed four charges against him and booked him into jail. Yet, just days before he is up for re-election... The embattled 55-year-old, a tough-talking Navy veteran, often seen in a uh, white cowboy hat, insists he is innocent. Daniels refused to resign or drop out of the race, questioning the, quote, suspicious timing of the warrant and claiming the scandal does not affect his job performance. (laughs) Quoting the sheriff here, I want you to look past the smokescreen of dirty politics, he said in a video released by his office. One thing I take ownership of as a man is my failures as a husband. That has nothing to do with me as a sheriff. To close his video on Thursday, Daniels made an appeal to voters in Clay County, saying, The question that I want you to ask yourself, and I don't have the answer to it, is this. Why today? Why couldn't it wait? Unless there was some other ulterior motive behind the decisions to impact a political race, he said. Well, perhaps it's because you broke the law. (laughs) Might could be the reason. Yeah, might. Daniels, who was released without bond, was charged with tampering with evidence, a felony, as well as three misdemeanor counts of giving false information to other law enforcement officials, the Florida Times Union reported. Of course, in these days of the best law money can buy, we just tend to overlook things like this, unless, of course, you're just one of the countless masses who gets thrown into a deep, dark hole for attempting to enter your own home at night, or perhaps jogging without their papers. Yes, friends, it's a head-scratcher for sure, a conundrum, a pointless query, as we once again ask the time-tattered question from days before the beginning. What the fuck, Florida? What indeed. Yes, and with that, it will, by all who presents, be called a show. And we'll gather our falsified documents and experts hired from a work release program and slither between the cracks in the floorboards. 
but not before thanking our vocal contributors to this edition of Fusebox, Nico Lane and Bob Sterry. Thanks as well to the always-going-but-never-there skills of the Duke of Dials, Milt Keynes, for technical assistance and so forth. A pleasure as always. And remember, this too shall pass. Yes, just like that cabbage and onion burrito you had at lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks as always to you, friends, for pushing play on this edition of the show. We do so appreciate it. Most sincerely, we do. And uh, if you have not otherwise done so, please feel free to subscribe to this program. It makes it so much easier to catch the releases as they pop out of the shoot. And uh, you can do that by uh, clicking the subscribe button wherever you have found this episode, be it Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or iHeartRadio or the very Onsug itself at onsug.com. Yes, and but also, coming soon, I am informed, to Amazon Music. So what do they have there? (laughs) Exactly. Only shows about exotic birds and fish, I'm told. Yeah. So uh, do take care, friends. It's uh, this on-again, off-again with the vi management sort of world we are currently living in that is actually more hazardous than uh, before. So uh, be smart and uh, don't take any wooden vi-ri, okay? I have been your totally disappearing when it gets warmer host, Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon. Fuse.